0: Welcome to the Fiscal Physical Podcast. Join us each week as we sit down with the founder of Alchemy Wealth Management and author of Your Fiscal Physical, Ryan Nelson. Tune in to gain valuable insights and practical tips as we simplify complex financial concepts into digestible lessons. From budgeting to retirement planning, this podcast is your go to resource for mastering financial literacy.
1: Welcome to your Fiscal Physical podcast. My name is Aaron. I'm the host of this podcast and I am uh, so excited to be right next to uh, uh, my good friend Ryan Nelson, the founder of Alchemy Wealth Management, author of the popular book, Your Fiscal Physical, Seven Keys to Becoming Financially Fit. Find that on Amazon. You're definitely going to want to check that out. Uh, Ryan, how are you doing today? Good,
2: good, good. Uh, Happy to be here.
1: Yeah, I am as well. We are excited to dive into our first topic. And I, this is one that's, a, I, I say it's basic because everybody, for as long as I can remember, when anybody started talking finances, you mentioned the stock market comes up. You see it in movies all the time like, oh, a, a stock. Oh, I'm buying stock in this. I'm doing, and it, they use it as expressions. Oh, I'll buy stock in that. Um, but what is a stock? Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a great question. I think we alluded to it last week.
2: Um, and you know, I don't think a lot of people, when it really gets down to the nitty gritty, we don't really know what a stock is. And so hopefully we can, we can address some of the basics here. Um, and I don't want to go too much into the detail. Certainly I'm sure somebody out there's, uh, would be happy to give you the the master class in stocks, but I just want to mm-hmm. keep this high enough, uh, high, high enough level where you can get an idea of what a stock is, but not get in, too much into the weeds. So, um, basically, if we think about, and I'm going to go, uh, I think we, we in a future podcast, we should dive deeper into asset allocation. But um, for right now, I think it's easiest to think that there's three main different types of investments when, for instance, if you're planning for retirement, those three different types are going to be cash, bonds, stock. So again, today we're, we're going to be addressing the stock talk, the stock topic. And so um, the, the stocks are going to be the, the, the sort of the top end of those three different investments. And what I mean by the top end is going to be um, both the riskiest, but also have the highest potential returns. So what a stock is, it's, it's actually ownership, effectively, of a company. So if you were to buy a stock of, let's say, Apple computers, you would then be a part owner of Apple computers. So if you bought thousand dollars worth of stock shares, oftentimes stock and shares are used interchangeably or equities. A, a, a lot of times you'll hear all of those terms used interchangeably. And so if you were to say buy a thousand dollars of stock in Apple computers, you would actually be buying into Apple computers as a part owner. So you would give up your thousand dollars and in exchange, you would receive the appropriate number of shares or stocks of Apple Computers. And now you are an owner of Apple Computers. And so being an owner of the company, the company's value could go up over time. Unfortunately, the company's value could (laughs) also go down over time, right? And so as an owner of the company, you now are going to, to effectively reap the rewards if the company grows. And so if the company grows in, in Apple computers, if you think about Apple computers 20 years ago, it was not nearly the same size as it is today. And so if you had bought a stock of Apple 20 years ago, and you held on to it, and you tr- chose to sell that share of Apple today, the value of the stock would have gone up substantially. So by holding that ownership in the company over that period of time and then selling it, you would now recognize those gains. So you'd get the now new future value of the company. But so in essence, really what a stock is, it is that ownership, it is your, it is the act, when you buy a stock, it's the act of buying ownership of that company. Um, When you own the stock, there's two main ways you can make money by the stock appreciating. Unfortunately, the stock can also depreciate, so Mm -hmm. go down in value. Um, Also, the stock can pay dividends. And I think maybe we can dive into exactly what a dividend is in a future episode. Um, But those would be the two main ways that you could make or in the case of depreciation, lose value in a stock so that'd be really high level what a stock is you could buy a stock through typically an exchange so depending on what stock it is it might be listed on different stock market exchanges so if you hear about sort of the i'll put in air quotes here the stock market Mm -hmm. typically people are talking about some sort of exchange whether that's the new york stock Exchange or the nasdaq Um, and those are different exchanges in which you can buy uh, buy or sell shares um, and typically, you would need to actually execute those trades through like a broker. So you'd want to work with some sort of profi- financial professional, or do it through a company like Charles Schwab or Robin Hood. There's lots of different um, at this point. There's lots of different websites and apps that can uh, facilitate those trades. Um, but
1: high level, that's the basics of what what a stock is. Mm-hmm. No, that's great, and just be able to kind of break it down as far as like ownership of the of a company and and i I, as long as i can remember i like you see it in movies oh buy 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 sell 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 like as far as and and that's nowadays like that's not really how it is like you can just i can open up my app an app on my phone and and buy a stock yeah like i don't have to like call in and have somebody like yelling and screaming to like hey buy me the two shares of apple
2: yep yeah yeah so if you think you know what? When did computers become popularized? Like personal computers, when like mid '90s is when I think they started um, to it, like personal computers in people's homes started to become popularized, and so you can imagine the stock market is much older then the mid nineties. Right. And so, yeah, how you used to buy and sell stocks has changed drastically <laughs> with the advent yeah. of oh, yeah. computers. And so, yeah, what used to take, um, you know, what, what you, what used to take lots of, like you were saying, manpower and people all getting together to like physically exchange paperwork, um, has drastically changed into it. You know, computers are now dominating the industry, just mm-hmm. like I think every other industry in this country and probably the world. Um, so yeah, that, that process has changed quite a bit.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And one, one thing I just want to bring up, because I, I to somebody who might not have experience with stocks at all, and there's, there's the myth that, oh, if you buy stocks, it's, it's risky. You are, you are gambling in a way. I'd rather just keep my money in a savings account and, and let it grow that way. I don't know if you can touch on that a little bit as far as kind of to debunk that myth or just kind of give some, some basis behind it as far as your, your rationale of thinking with it.
2: Yeah, that's it. That's an interesting myth. Um, And it is something that I do hear, um, this this perception that stocks are, again, what I'll put in air quotes, risky. Um, and, And I don't know if that's necessarily false or true it's just a perception um that said everything lies on a spectrum right so we talked about cash bond stock i would say stocks in general are considered more risky than bonds and cash Um, so they are going to be if we're just looking at those three assets they are going to be on the higher risk end and therefore though they're going to produce, on average, higher expected returns. That said, every stock is created different. So um, I, I I believe it's still the case that Apple Computers is the largest company publicly traded company company in the United States. And you know, I have an Apple iPhone. I have an Apple computer. Um, you know, when it comes time to buy a new a new cell phone, uh, I'm probably going to buy an Apple product just because it's what I'm used to, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think about a company like Apple. It'd be pretty hard for them to go out of business like next year, right? Like, what, w- like, I can't even imagine no. the world and <laughs> what what it would take to have a company that large just straight up go out of business next year. Um, I'm not saying it's not possible because crazy things have happened in the past, and and oftentimes um, there 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 could be things that that we're not aware of. Of course, um, that said, a company like Apple may not be as risky as maybe a biotech company during March of 2020, when COVID had got right. announced and there might've been a biotech company who was trying to, um, you know, trying to find uh, a vaccine for COVID. Well, there was lots of biotech companies who put a lot of money into COVID vaccines and a lot of those vaccine vaccines never came into fruition, right? A couple of those companies did come out with vaccines. We know mm-hmm. Pfizer, right? Um, but, a lot of those companies didn't come out with vaccines. So they put tons of time, energy, and money into a product um, and didn't get to sell that said product, right? And so uh, you can imagine that biotech co- biotech company being much, much riskier than a company like Apple. Now, the returns could have been very dynamic in that biotech company. It could have mm-hmm. been huge, or in a lot of these cases, it, they the, the returns were non-existent because it, they, the, their vaccine never made it to market. With that said, so now really addressing your question, investing in stocks is too risky, uh, and it might be safer to keep your money in a savings account. I think on the surface that 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 is probably true. Um, where I would say that's a bit of a myth is by keeping it in your savings account. You're you know let's let's just assume for to make things really simple, let's assume your savings account is generating basically no interest. Mm-hmm. Um, w- What's going to happen is, because of inflation, the cost of goods are going to continue to increase every, every you know, week, month, year, in general, over time. The cost of goods is continually increasing. Your bank account is not. So what we would tell you is your purchasing power is declining. So if you put 100 grand in a savings account and 10 years later it was still 100 grand, well, all the cost of goods increased over those 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so what you could have bought for that 100 grand on year one? is a lot more than what you could buy for that hundred grand on year 10. And so by keeping it in your savings account, you're basically not keeping up with inflation. Your purchasing power is guaranteed to deflate. And so that would probably not be a great you know, long-term 30, 40-year retirement plan. In that case, you probably do want to take some level of risk to make sure you are investing in the market and so that your money can grow, at least keep pace with inflation.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that was a great answer as far as kind of, kind of breaking that down overall. And uh, um, hopefully the listeners you know, learned. And now you can, if somebody said, hey, what's a stock? You can at least have a, you know, you can, you can sound smart at the party. Yeah, you can be like, yeah. Hey, well, I, I know that I can actually raise my hand and legitimately know the answer to that overall. So yeah, um, that, that's great stuff. And so we're gonna, um, we mentioned on a, the first podcast, we'll kind of break down a little bit of a, a personal section here coming up. So uh, uh, we'll be right back.
0: And now to put the personal in personal finance.
1: All right, let's uh, let's talk personally here, Ryan. Uh, when did you first start trading or buying stocks? yeah i i don't remember
2: exactly the first year per se uh i remember growing up always being interested in stocks and you know asking questions um asking questions to my dad about what stocks are and stuff um but my first real memory of of really owning some shares was after i graduated college uh, like i mentioned uh in the first in the first podcast i was doing mecha- uh, i was a mechanical engineer so i was doing engineering. And um, I was investing some of my money on the side, so I was just a do-it-yourself investor. I was investing mm-hmm. on the side. I, I, I was. I thought I knew what I was doing, <laughs> right? Right. Um. I think I had a pretty good understanding of a lot of financial topics at that point in life. I was interested about it, so I was doing my own research, and so I was investing in stocks um, on my own. And you know, just a. And so I had bought some stocks. So this is what two thousand like, I don't know, call it 2012-ish, mm-hmm. uh, 2012, 2013. And so I had bought some stocks. Like one that stands out for me was Facebook. And so I had some a couple of shares in just a handful of different companies, one of which was Facebook. And I happened to own it during a period of time where Facebook about doubled in like 12 months. Wow. Uh, yeah, in like 12 months. So in hindsight, after I started actually getting real financial education, I realized how little I actually did know back then. Sure. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I thought I knew a lot. The reality was I knew nothing. I um, just pick some stocks. You know, I'm a, at that point in time, I'm like, what, a 20, 22 year old, 23 sure. year old, or whatever. I'm probably on Facebook, like Facebook. I'm like, oh, this is the next cool thing, um, which is a terrible reason to buy a yeah. stock, right? <laughs> but nonetheless, that's what I did. I happened to be extraordinarily lucky, right? And so these shares helped, you know, these shares doubled over time. Um, I used some of those proceeds to help buy my first house. And so I was extraordinarily fortunate. It was really just the definition of dumb luck, right? Um, but nonetheless, I still credit sort of. Those first stocks that I bought, and the fact that I was just lucky, um, it did pique my interest. Like, had I lost money on those first, I, I could have just as easily lost money on those first investments, but I didn't. But had I lost money on those first investments, I'd probably be a lot less passionate about personal finance right now, right? right. I probably would have been like, oh, <laughs> the stocks suck, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was 100% dumb luck um, that I got invested in just some lucky stocks that had did really, really, really well over a short period of time. Um, and I credit that was sort of initially piquing my interest. And then as I started to learn more, I learned how how little I knew back then, um, but then have continued to, to gain this education. And, and you know, I, I'm I'm thankful for that luckiness because it, it really it it's one of the factors that that uh, helped kind of I guess form where, where my current career and where I'm at today. Um, but what about yourself? Do You have any experience?
1: Yeah, I, I really I think about you know uh, March of 2020. We had mentioned previously there's just a wild time just overall and like i my company we got sent home to work from home and i was like oh my gosh what did we do here and i was kind of bored and uh one of my friends had mentioned oh like i've i'm i'm buying a bunch of shares in companies because there's they're uh uh, stock prices are dropping, and I was like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, and they're like, oh, check out this app. Like it, it was called Robinhood, and they were like, oh, check it out, and you know, just get on there. And I was like, okay, cool. So I signed up to give you a free stock, like when you first like sign up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And so I in, threw some money in it, and then like you know, four days later it rose and I was like, Oh wow, this is, this is easy. Like I can totally do this. This is fun. And, uh, then I, so I got a little bit more intrigued and then, but immediately like the next week I I lost that money and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with this. (laughs) And that actually is what drove me to, um, pull the trigger to, to meet with you as a financial advisor to, to my wife and I, to be my fiance at the time, uh, to meet with you and be like, okay, we don't know what we're doing with this. I don't know how this really works but I'm, you know, 2829 at this point. I kind of need to figure this out and have somebody who knows what they're doing? Manage my financial wealth. So um, I, it was kind of fun. You know, it's always fun to kind of see the ups and downs yeah. when you see it. But um, that was kind of my first experience, and uh, it was it was kind of made me sweat overall. That I'm just like, oh boy, like, oh, yeah. was it going to wake up today looking like? Right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> it, it's funny, and that's such a common, uh, you, you know, like so. What I would encourage um, people to do would be buy that stock, and if you're buying it for the long term, you know, what it does the next day, the next week, the next month really shouldn't matter on your long. T- if, if you're investing. Towards your goals, long-term goals, right? It wouldn't matter what that stock's doing the next day, that next week, that next month. But I think your experience is representative of, you know, so many people's experience, right? And when we don't have context around it, and it's so easy to check this app, what else are you going to do? You log in, you look at it, you see it's down twenty percent, and it's like, oh my god. Am I supposed to be taking action? Right. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel like I should see a. I see a big red minus two zero percent. It's big bold red. It's flashing at me. Uh, I think you know what. What do I do? And so it's funny that you had that experience because I think that's very representative of of so many people I talk to. Whereas in reality, like again that probably shouldn't have stressed you out if we made it like if right. at the time you had made an educated decision on what you bought which honestly you probably just bought some random share so i did but yeah. yeah yeah but if you had made an educated decision on what you bought then you should have said okay it's down no big deal i'm i'm you know com- i have conviction in where this is going long term um so it's, yeah it's funny that you had that experience i think that's very representative of of so many people out there
1: yeah, definitely. And so that, that just kind of gives you a little bit of a the personal section that we're kind of talking about here, because, you know, it always is good to kind of humanize the people behind the mic to let you know that we, we are just like you in a certain way, like it's uh, especially myself, like I'm like, oh, cool, like this is what I, I did didn't know how it was going to work and it drove me to do something else and just to be able to talk about these things so um we'll go ahead and wrap this this episode up here but definitely want to make sure to um, let the listeners know you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts, pretty where pretty much wherever you get your podcast um definitely go check out ryan's book you can find it on amazon it'll break have a much better breakdown overall of uh, of stocks and the different topics that we're going to going to be bringing uh, bringing to the, the table in these next few episodes here but uh, uh ryan anything you want to say before we uh uh let let this one go no sounds good thanks always enjoy it aaron and uh stay the course
0: thank you for joining us for the fiscal physical podcast until next time happy listening and as always Stay the course. If you have a question or topic suggestions, please email us at podcast at alchemywealth.com. If you enjoyed today's discussion, subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode and consider leaving us a rating and review on your favorite platform. This helps other listeners like you find the show. For more resources, you can visit Alchemy Wealth Management's website at www.alchemywealth.com or find your fiscal physical, the book, Look on Amazon. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention that personal finance is just that, personal. Please don't take anything we say as advice. The preceding content is for informational and entertainment purposes only. It's not an offer or a solicitation, nor should it be construed or relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice. It doesn't consider your personal financial situation or objectives and may not be suitable for you.